Welcome to the Undiscovered Gaming Podcast Season 2. My name is Undiscovered Relic or Bryant. I don't I still don't know. I think we, we, should, know how to do, do we should just go by our names. My name is Sam. And my name is Bryant. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Bryant. I met Bryant. Oh my god. It's like been it. too long. <laughs> Okay. My name is Sam. My name is Brian, and we are with the Undiscovered Gaming Podcast, giving you the latest news on games, games, and games. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Sam. Uh, my name is Brian, and welcome to the Undiscovered Gaming Podcast Season 2. So this is the Season 2. We finished the first season? Yeah, it is officially now. Six-episode <laughs> season. It's like when you're all depressed and you can get more episodes. This epi- this season is going to be like The Office, though. We're going to get a lot more episodes. Is, that, is there a lot of is episodes that, in The Office? Per season? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Like like 20, 20 something? Yeah, no, that's fine. So, <laughs> welcome to the. <laughs> no, really. Um, so, we had a short season one. This is now like a season two where we're kind of going to start ramping up uh, the content that we're bringing out. But what better time to bring out more content than the coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're cooped up in our houses, we might as well do something productive. Exactly. No, but if you're listening to this, you're probably listening. Uh, because of the title, which which I found suiting for the situation, and it's the effects of the coronavirus on gaming, um, which is way more widespread than you would think. Sit down. I'm um, assuming you're not driving anywhere, so turn up your Bluetooth speaker, <laughs> chill out, and let's uh, keep you informed. Let's. Uh, I'm on like I want to say day nine of quarantine right now. Like, um. what's the date? I think I started the 18th. I started this past Friday, so so almost day six now. Day six, oh, going on day seven for me. So we live in Pennsylvania, in the United States. Um, we have a like non-essential or non-life sustaining business like shutdown notice. So we're pretty much cooped up at home. But we'll get we'll get into that because I I do want to talk a little bit about how it's uh changing my relationship with video games like the whole quarantine or anything but we'll get to that so um yeah the coronavirus is obviously having effects on every aspect of life that you could possibly imagine yeah things that you didn't even expect it to like affect i mean like this is one of those things that have like never happened before you know like we we it's official that after this you know nothing is going to be the same at all like it's impossible we can't just go back to how things were you know, in terms of our healthcare system, the economy, we're not even going to get into all that crazy stuff. We're sticking straight to the video game industry. And there's a lot of shit happening in the video game industry because of the coronavirus. Let's start with one of the first, like, obvious effects of the coronavirus. And that is pretty much everything being canceled or yeah. postponed. Postponed or can't Most of them canceled. Yeah. So One of the, the bigger ones, probably E3. E3, 100%. That's crazy. So... First of all, E3 has never been canceled since it's been open in the 90s. Has it, it ever been postponed? I'm not sure. I didn't look if it was ever been postponed. But canceled completely, it's pretty rare. But so let, let's go into a few facts. If you don't know what it is, it's a large gaming convention. And it's probably the most important event for like video game enthusiasts. Yeah, anyone into video games, year. really. You have giant conferences from companies like Xbox, Sony, Sony, Nintendo. Well, it used to be Sony, it used to be Nintendo. Sony. They announced their latest games, products, 
and just like systems. It's, it's a really important event for us as an industry. Now that that's been canceled, well, let's talk a little bit before it was being canceled. So before it was even canceled, um, EA and Sony were already not going to attend E3 2020, which sucks. That that already is a huge blow. I mean, Sony didn't attend the last one either, right? It didn't. Yeah. And you felt it. Like, mm-hmm. you really felt it in the conferences. It just, it, like, Xbox was great. And, you know, Bethesda can only do so much as a developer. It's like, it just wasn't as exciting. Yeah, and it was super awkward <laughs> because they had so much extra time to fill for the Sony slot that they just kind of put in random stuff shit that shouldn't have been in. And it, it's really, it's shitty to, to think about. Like, that, I think that was the decline of where E3, it was like the three big systems, you know, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. Those three were the pillars of E3. Sony decided to drop out, and I assume they had dropped out that year because they didn't really have anything big to announce, like PlayStation 5, they weren't ready. But then when they announced that they weren't coming to the 2021, it's like, Okay, a little concerning, starting to become a problem. Then EA dropped out, and they are they're usually a pretty big conference. Yeah, I didn't know EA dropped out at all. Yeah, they're usually a pretty big conference at E3, too. Like while they're Did EA drop out because Sony dropped out or, be, or because of the virus? I have no idea. They, uh, this, I think this was before the virus. Hmm. But those two uh, major companies were already not going to be part of E3. Now... E3 is completely canceled, and they're looking to go to a more, um, like, online experience, which us here at Undiscovered Gaming are a little skeptical, but we have Undiscovered Prophet, who is Zach, by the way. Um, he is all for it. Like, he's all like, why Why would I want to go to a convention, like, and be with, like, hundreds of people when I could just be in the comfort of my own home and, like, get the same experience? And I'm, and I'm like, no, that's not what? true. That it's com- yeah, completely different. It's like saying, "Why would I want to go see a football game live?" Exactly. Instead of sitting in the comfort exactly. of my home. Exactly. It's like two different perspectives: convenience versus like an actual experience. And like that, I think E three is really cool. Like you go, you play in the booths, you try out new games, like new demos. You meet like minded yeah, people, merchandise that you can get, like exactly. concerts out there, and and it's really cool. And so what I'm starting to fear is like, okay, if they're moving to a completely online experience. They want to do like a digital only version of E3. Is that going to be like the new norm for E3? Because like Nintendo's got Nintendo Direct already. They mm-hmm. already do everything pretty much online. PlayStation has its own, what's it called? Like its own live show. I forgot what it's called. I haven't seen anything with PlayStation. They were supposed to do a conference last year, but they didn't end yeah, up doing they, anything. They're doing their like their own online thing. So like, I'm, like I asked myself two things. Is digital experiences, like digital versions of everything, like the new norm? Where we're going to be seeing streams of all these conferences, right, for like 2021 or 2022. And now that it's a completely like online experience, do you think PlayStation and EA will be back, like will join back onto the E3 bandwagon? No, I don't no. think that they would come back because they were already settled on leaving. Uh, obviously, I think they left because they were already building infrastructures for their own right. type of presentations on their own. So if they already pulled out, they already had something set in stone or in place to take over from what E3 was. I feel like what happened was like a lot of, because the majority of gamers, I don't think is, I think is mostly console players and Nintendo, Xbox, and Sony are the biggest console sellers out of any other company. So what I figured was when Sony dropped out, they were like, we're just going to do this bigger and better and then just give all the information to the games that 
we're giving to our fans like on a separate thing we don't have to share a stage and then have like a certain time slot to to speak what we want to speak about we can speak about everything that we want all-encompassing that's what i was thinking maybe there were some kind of creative differences like they wanted some kind of like something for their stage or some kind of segment that E3 didn't allow, not to mention like there's time constraints on how long the conference can be. Yeah. But I don't know. It would be cool to see them like come back. Like what was it? Not last year, but the year before, like Xbox, Nintendo and Sony all came together and they were all on stage like yeah. you know, Spencer, Phil Spencer and like Which is why it was so Reggie. weird that they backed out the year after cuz right? they were just talking about the whole unity thing and Coming together and working together and they just leave. And then they just left. And it, I don't know. I, I, I think they were ahead of the curve doing the whole online experience thing. But it's going to be really interesting to see how they do that. Like how it's so difficult to, to think that it's going to be an online experience. But even with the, the online experience thing, it's still weird to me because I feel like I don't really watch the conference for all the the technical shit that they're talking about. I guess that would interest some people, but I think for the majority of fans that watch E3, it's to see what new consoles coming out, new uh, controllers that are being adapted into the gaming virtual reality. Oh yeah, I just don't I don't see it working because it's like I I watch it for that, and then like all the videos of like gameplay and stuff. I don't really go to Sony or Xbox or Nintendo to see gameplay that they give. I go to like YouTubers and social influencers to see what games. That they got to try. Exactly. Yeah, that's a really or promotions a, that they got from like the company to go. Yeah, check that's out a really the good twenty point. minutes of gameplay. Exactly. Because I enjoy their commentary with the game and seeing like, okay, their personality fits mine. I might enjoy a game yeah. like that as well. There's a lot of stuff that happens at E3 that we don't see during the conferences or that we don't see at home because a lot of their games are in their booths. A lot of their merchandise, a lot of the equipment and like peripherals for your gaming experience are shown on the gaming floor, but they just don't have enough time to show it on the conference because, yeah. you know, they're focusing on like their most important games. And so that's that's a really good point. Like that's the kind of stuff we're going to miss out on not having a physical brick and mortar spot for e3 but i feel like also that might it just they're, they're gonna find a way to like incorporate that stuff i, I feel so like too. they're gonna have like closed sessions where they invite people to a certain spot to like check out this stuff and give like Maybe. reviews and stuff but like but then that gives all the power of the review to the company pretty much and whoever they decide to bring in yeah, yeah. so could it could be, be very biased. biased like that's the only issue i find with the whole digital experience yeah, man. And it's it's pretty major to me. <sighs> it's it's I I'm not like for because honestly, if I just want to see a game player, if I want to see a guy talking on the screen, like that's what YouTube's for. You're gonna see it anyway. Yeah. You know, them bringing the bands, having the crowd like amp up these games, like the little like celebrities coming in and like talking for the games. That's what made it fun. That's like holy shit. Like yeah, when Keanu like, oh Reeves. Yeah, when he yo, came Keanu out on the stage for Cyberpunk, it's like yo, they actually got Keanu Let me Reeves. Let suck your dick. Yeah. Uh, whoa. 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 <laughs> Pause. Um, then, point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that's a big effect. Also, the game developer conference was postponed, which I'm happy that it was postponed and not uh, like canceled outright. So the game developer conference is uh, mostly for indie games. Like, it's where a lot of indie game developers go to show off their game. And that's all. another thing. Indie game developers like pretty much got fucked over yeah especially like where they get their name out there in order to promote like the games that they do make they like independent 
developers, so they don't really have like a crazy backing behind them. Exactly. So like imagine you've been working on a game for a year and a half. You're a small like indie developer of a team of maybe like 10 or 11 and like you've been saving all your money to go to GDC. You bought your tickets, your hotel stuff, you know, well in advance and then they cancel it. Like they're refunding every attendee's money game like the GDC. Good. Good on them. But the people that bought the airfare, you know, <laughs> the the hotels, yeah. they're going to struggle to get that money back, especially with airline tickets. Like, dude, the, you know, by like June, the airlines or by like May, even some airlines are going to be filing for bankruptcy, you know, with all these fucking quarantines and like country lockdowns. Nobody's traveling and you just can't. So it's hard to give money back when you don't have money, money to get. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, you know, and it's shitty to feel like that, like you're going to be fucked over. Yeah, it's like a giant trickle effect. Like once something like a big corporation or big event like this gets shut down, then all the little guys get fucked over. Like the bigger companies can stay in business for longer. But is it like like the longevity behind it? Is it there? Mm-hmm. I, I can't really say that it is. I mean, they've done well enough as as far as they've come. And I'm sure that they have a team that's working on it to like make sure that e3 the digital experience is going to be like something that we want to see every year but right as of right now i'm very skeptical me too. Of how they can pull it off me too and like speaking a little bit about like how it's affecting the game industry and like these cancellations e3 gdc but like you're having other aspects of the video game industry be affected too so first of all there is a huge spike in live streaming let's talk a little bit about twitch yeah of course i was bro i was thinking about it the other day i'm like bro if i'm cooped up in my house like i don't i don't think i have a personality to right. stream but you know i might just start streaming just to get some revenue because like, that's what it is so like people are losing their jobs the viewership is up more than 66 yeah. percent in italy since the quarantine people got people got to have something to do so it's like why yeah. not put that in the background since february first you know um they you know obviously numbers are up but like my concern is like viewership numbers are up i'm sure in in totality uh the viewership has gone up 10 percent on the website of twitch like Mm -hmm. there's more consistent viewers there's more streamers and that's my thing it's becoming so saturated it was saturated to begin with with streamers like just for animal crossings you had maybe like two thousand people like streaming that game oh so you're saying that it's it's negatively impacting people who are trying to actually start exactly. out because you have the people who were streaming before this virus right and now you have people losing their jobs now you have people coming onto the platform to try to stream because they're trying to cash in on the new eyes you know the new eyeballs that have the time and have the are putting in the effort to make live streaming their main form of entertainment mm-hmm. So now it's way more saturated, especially for like little live streams. Like I think it would be so difficult right now to start streaming and gain an audience, like a significant audience. Because one of the bars so low right now to start streaming, like the the technical um, like, like equipment that you need is, to be able to stream is low. Like yeah. it's, it's not difficult. Now Xbox, you know, Xbox One can stream, PS4 you can stream directly from the console. You no longer need these fucking giant PCs to be able to stream good content. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I think it's cool. Like, YouTube gaming has seen a huge spike. Uh, like, Twitch has seen a huge spike. And, like, it's good for now, but, like, the longevity of it is what... It, it all seems so short-term. Like, everything I'm talking about now 
all the positives at least seem very short term. I mean, I can see where you're coming from on that. But at the same time, I think if you're serious about streaming, it's hard to, to build an audience now. It's probably even harder than it was before the right. virus hit everything. Right. But for someone who's actually like into this stuff and passionate and is doing the work and research to like learn how to do this stuff properly right. and make a business out of it, I feel like those people are still going to succeed in yeah. the end. Because yeah. the people that are coming in just for a quick cash grab like they're gonna find out how much work it is it's not an easy thing to, no, to stream every single it day for a amount of hours exactly. and be entertaining to a bunch of viewers so i feel like eventually all of these fake i guess streamers you can call them yeah or or yeah. temporary streamers will get weeded out but for the the person that's just starting out because they really wanted like they need like they finally got the time and they're like oh i can throw myself into this and like into this right now it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough and like personally i've tried streaming multiple times i really enjoy it but there's nothing more discouraging than not having any viewers for prolonged periods of time yeah like it's just like you see zero and it's like for weeks and weeks and weeks and it's like you're you know the thing is you can put in um like eight hours a day streaming and have zero viewers and keep doing that for weeks. Even if you only have one viewer, you will always be at the bottom of the list. Like Twitch is a very bad platform to be discoverable. Like it's very difficult. Maybe they should, Twitch should probably do something to change that then. Yeah, I agree. They, I feel like it they might definitely be should. up to them with, but especially they, this increase of like. The thing is like they platform. haven't, like um, they don't have a good search function. You know, you search the game and that's all you can do or search the specific user, but like. It's really difficult to get discovered. You know, you could be streaming for hours and hours and hours, but if you're streaming like a brand new game or even Apex Legends, you know, Call of Duty Warzone, where thousands of people are streaming it and you only have one or zero viewers, you are at the bottom of that list. Yeah. Nobody, and I promise you now, nobody's scrolling to the bottom to see who has zero or one viewer. They're just not. One I mean, I've, I've seen you do it a couple of times. I have to try to give like little like boosts yeah once you get to like three or four they you you go up significantly it doesn't sound like a lot but three or four viewers on your game you start going up like halfway to the list then people start coming and it's it's weird how it works people click on streams that have viewers like they just want well, i mean that's that's how everything yeah, on, yeah. social media um, works like the, days, so anyway so and the chat is is a really important part of the experience like something that's universally happening right now and like the surge in live streaming on youtube gaming and twitch is that we can't leave like online video games live streaming is pretty much like our form of socializing you go in there to chat with other people. You go in there to talk with other people. You invite your friends to play games, you know, on mm -hmm. Discord, and you talk and you play in these virtual worlds because that's how you're going to get your social fix. You know, you, you can't go out to the movie theaters because everything's been postponed for a whole year. Fucking Mulan is like eight, but you know, Fast and Furious till 2021. Like they were <laughs> not fucking playing. Yeah, and it's like you know. It, like the biggest thing is this has never happened before we don't know when this could be done we don't know how it's going to impact not just us like our future kids the economy the everything and so yeah for now at least like i haven't left the house in a few days and like it's just more and more days that i go on video games is my main form of entertainment like that's where i'm spending a significant amount of my time throughout my day yep whether that's playing with friends playing online I'm lucky. Uh, I built my PC literally like a week before shit 
hit the hit the drain. I'm not lucky. I still have to wait till Tuesday to get my last <laughs> most important piece. But yeah. Yeah, we've been like uh we've always had like a goal pretty much since we met me and Sam that we were gonna build our PCs. Like we were gonna build custom gaming rigs and it took us twenty five plus years <laughs> <laughs> to actually do it. But I I finally finished. Um and I've been playing like a fuck ton of computer games and I'm really happy that I've actually had something to do during this this quarantine but yeah live streaming on the fucking rise in every way shape or form not only that since i'm saying that online gameplay is like my main form of uh, entertainment during this steam has seen its most concurrent users in one day be 20.3 million people 20.3 mil yes in one day at the same time that and is, his servers didn't crash? <laughs> dude, that Steam is... Steam was prepared for the coronavirus. That's what I'm saying. And, like, a big, big fucking, like, overarching theme is that, like, people, especially the video game industry, is trying to capitalize very hard on the fact that people can't leave their houses. Yeah, there's been sales left and right dude, on Dude, for everything. For fucking everything. It's like stuck inside. We, we're, we're trying to help you stay inside. Uh, and Here's this game for 15 bucks. Right, but there's, still, there's shitty companies, though. Like, there's companies that are, like, trying to promote you staying inside, but there's companies that are trying to take advantage of the situation. Because this is, like, you know, like a, a video game reseller's, like, wet dream. Like, holy shit, you can't leave your house. You have to play video games. And a perfect <laughs> fucking example of that is GameStop. GameStop literally didn't close until the police were showing up to their doors with ordinance, ordinances to close down their fucking stores. Really? Really. I didn't know that. They considered Who goes to GameStop dude, in 2020, though? That's what I'm saying. Yo, GameStop considered themselves life essential because they sold keyboard and mice and PC components to home and home business owners. That's how they tried to say that they were fucking life essential. But they don't sell PC parts, do they? Are they saying there's some keyboard, stores, keyboard and mouse? Right, there's some stores that do, but there's other stores that don't. But the whole entirety of GameStop is like they stayed open they didn't close one or two stores they stayed completely open it's just bro how <laughs> greedy like we know your company's going to shit and we have a, i have a whole episode fucking planned about how GameStop about how GameStop is going to fucking GameStop shit GameStop is is our generation's blockbuster <laughs> yeah. second blockbuster second blockbuster because we were fucking here during blockbuster but dude how greedy of a fucking company do you have to be to put your Eight dollars and seventy-five cent employees at risk of a fucking virus, you, bro. You would be surprised. Oh my god, it's like that irked me so like hard for GameStop. It's like we know your sales are down, and like like I said, it's their fucking wet dream. They, that's why they consider themselves life essential. Like they waited till the last minute. If you work for GameStop, please stop working for GameStop. Like let them shit themselves. I mean, even before this whole thing hit, oh. we already like we thought GameStop was the place to be. I'm like, we love video games. Why wouldn't we want to work there? There's and then horror we heard, stories. Yeah, we heard a bunch of shit from people that we've known that have worked there and just seen online, like people writing articles. Exactly, like not meeting sale numbers. Like, yo, GameStop sucks dick, and they're not gonna last very long. No matter what they fucking do, they're not gonna last very long because. You're just not going to pay full price for a game when, like, two weeks later it's going to be on Steam for. But at the same time, you can kind of understand why they waited so long to close down. Because realistically, the whole GameStop model is is a dying model. Like, they weren't doing very well before the virus hit. Right, right, right. So they had to look for a way to cash out as much as they could. Oh, I agree. Because I agree. They were 100% trying to profit mm -hmm. off of 
a fucking pandemic. Thousand, thousand percent. Without a doubt. So they were trash. <laughs> it it uh it just irks me. But regardless, GameStop considered itself life essential. I thought it was pretty funny. But they're finally closed. Well, now that GameStop is closed, we can talk a little bit about something else that's being affected by the virus, and that's gonna be game sales. So a lot of game sales are like virtual now, you know, mm-hmm. online, like with the Nintendo eShop, Xbox Live, you know, the store, uh, the PlayStation Store. But a lot of the games are still being sold physically. Like physical copies is still a thing in 2020. If you're listening to this in the future, trying to listen to it as a vlog of the pandemic, yes, we still have physical CDs of video games. And now with GameStop closed, that's a major fucking seller of copies of games so games that came out during the pandemic or are going to come out essentially was doom eternal animal crossings um resident evil 3 comes out april 3rd and last of us part 2 comes out in may you know there's a lot of people who don't have access to internet still like it's a reality yeah that's true and they can't just download their games they have to go buy the physical game but when you have places like gamestop you know best buy that are closed it's more difficult to like get your fix essentially and like i guess the way i want to frame this entire conversation is right now it looks like the market is in a really good place and it is okay activision their stock went up 5.5 percent as of march 20th 2020 that's really good okay but we don't know the long-term effects of it we have amazon only shipping life essential stuff medical supplies household equipment there's postponements up to a month long. Like, I asked Sam, when, when was your stuff supposed to come in? Uh, it was supposed to come in Thursday, which was... The 26th. Today. Right. It was supposed yeah. to come in today. And it got postponed till Tuesday of next week. Yeah. But, like, literally, like, on, like, the last second. On the last day. Yeah. And you're a Prime member, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's the thing. It's, it's making it difficult. The whole situation is making it difficult for them to keep their promise, which is understandable. Right. But yeah. like people who pre-ordered Animal Crossing through Amazon uh, delayed uh, people who pre-ordered a bunch of stuff through Amazon. Like they have to expect delays. Yeah. And it's understandable, too, because it's like with it being so like the virus being so contagious and stuff like if a package is shipping from California, I'm pretty sure they have to inspect all cargo leaving out oh, of, yeah. a, of a high, highly infected area. Like so. they're closing down warehouses because, <laughs> you know, they have workers who are getting infected, which is crazy. Jeff Bezos, like, let's not even talk about, let's not even talk about it. Um, Amazon in Italy is only shipping medical supplies and super life essential stuff like toilet paper and things like that because they're on stay at home orders. Like they can't even leave. If you're caught outside, you could be fined or even arrested. That's crazy. Um, but, like, uh, Final Fantasy VII is supposed to release April 10th. That's not happening. It's well, not happening. Well, it, the thing is, they, they Square Enix came out and, like, told their fans about, like, hey, expect delays. Like, we don't know when you could get the game. But, like, digitally, it's still going to be released. But, like I said, not everybody has access to that. So, that's already problems. Now, this whole thing, like, this whole pandemic as a situation, like, everything that it's done puts at risk the release dates of the playstation 5 and the xbox series and any upcoming games like cyberpunk was supposed to come out in april exactly but like major release like a really major release were these consoles and now 
it's uncertain. They're, they're supposed to come out holiday 2020. But like a side of this that nobody's really paying attention to right now because it's so new is I got a fact right here that says 90% of video game consoles in the U.S. are created in China which was the epicenter of the virus. A lot of places are shutting down, even though China's recovering right now. Like, Wuhan is finally allowed uh They're recovering, citizens. but at the same time, they're not. Because exactly. I just read an article the other day that said 10% of people that recovered from the coronavirus in China have recovered. Got it again? Yeah, have caught the yeah. coronavirus again. So, like, 90% of video game consoles in the U.S. are created in China. I did not know that. That's it's pretty oh, crazy. That's a large number. That's, um, that's, I'm gonna be spitting. Yeah, it's 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 okay. pretty crazy. Continue. Sorry. So like these warehouses, these production centers, like these logistics, are not being taken into consideration by just your average consumer. Like the warehouse that's creating your favorite video game console right now is shut down because a virus is killing its employees. How long do you think it's gonna take to recover from that? A while. Like a really long time, so now you it's only natural to expect that the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X are going to be pushed back. Like, don't as of right now, I'm telling you, don't expect a holiday 2020 release date. Not only that, not only are they probably not going to be able to meet the numbers that it would take to sell those new consoles uh, to the demand, but the economy is just not in a place where people could probably spend five to six hundred dollars on a new console. Like, yeah, true. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. You know, like people still have the bills during these things and dropping, you know, that four or five or even six hundred dollars somewhere between that is a hard ass fucking pill to swallow for a video game entertainment system, especially when you have the current console generation, which is pretty fucking spectacular still. Mm -hmm. You know, the graphics are still good. Everything's still playable. It's the ecosystem. Yeah, we haven't seen anything new to like say that it looks garbage. So we're going to just stick with the. The old version. Exactly. Like you live past it. We have like jobs again. (laughs) Exactly. And like as a company, it just doesn't make sense unless by some miracle you're able to meet all this demand. But yeah. So side effects um, of this coronavirus. Weird little side effects. Um, Ring Fit Adventure for the Switch. You know, the the ring thing that you like squeeze and stuff Mm -hmm. is sold out in Japan. Like, with no plan to restock because they can't restock right now. Not only that, the Animal Crossing Edition Switch uh, is indefinitely delayed. Like, they might not get it in Japan for a while. Uh, they, their pre-orders have stopped, and they're not probably going to get it for a minute. It's just weird shit like this. Like The Wii Fit thing is, is pretty funny. <laughs> the Ring Fit. The Ring it's Fit. Like, everybody wants to work out at home with gyms being closed and shit. It's like... Yeah. Good, good on Nintendo, man. You guys saw this ahead of time. That's um, why Nintendo was always innovating with their <laughs> controllers. They were like, yo. Uh, let me see. Let me see. So these are all like side effects that, that people aren't taking into consideration when thinking of the virus. They think the market is, well, to be fair, the market is, this market specifically is in like the best place to adapt to whatever happens after this all goes through, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, something that I thought was really cool were, was company like Remedy, like they made control. Um, they implemented a work from home kind of like strike team, you know, Okay. <laughs> like, like they, the way they, they set up an infrastructure that allowed their developers and their workers, employees to work from home. And this is probably, if not the best industry to work from home, but no, it's the best. It's probably one of the best and easiest industries to accommodate the work from home infrastructure. Like 
game developing, I feel like might not be one of those where you have to be directly in front of someone at all times. Yeah, especially with with all the technology we have nowadays to like communicate like from long distances, like you still need a team to right. do everything, but right. you can FaceTime them. Exactly, or, you can FaceTime them. Put them in like a, use a conference air call. Airtable, Zoom, uh, you know, group chat. There's there's so many apps. I feel like sending assets and packages to other people would take, of course, longer right, right, right. than normal. But it's still, it's very feasible. Like you can do it and it'll work out. Like something that we've realized uh, as a collective society is how many jobs can actually be done from home. Like, if your employer ever told you, hey, you can't work from home because this, this, and this, and you're working from home now, it just shows you they're fucking dickheads and you could have worked from home the whole time. So, like, these are, like, the type <laughs> of effects that we're going to be seeing after this. Who knows? You could have entire, like, fucking developers in total, like, working from home. And that would be crazy. I don't even want to think about it because, like, I'm all about, like, offices and, like, going into a workplace. And, like, I love working, like... The idea of working from home sounds really good. Yeah, but I like to keep my work and my home separate. Because then, then when you try to go to bed, then you're just going to be thinking about work. Yeah, and right. then you're like, shit, I'm at work. I, know. I don't want to be at work when I'm at home. And like what I figured out during these two weeks is like, if I have my games and stuff near me, like it's really hard for me to prioritize my time. Like I don't have that kind of self-control. And it's just like, fuck. <laughs> like, you know, people who do YouTube and stuff like that, like, yo, kudos. Um, It's really difficult to work from home. You really have to know how to... How to be able to separate, you know, your work life and your home life. And it's not easy. Yeah, the video game market right now is in a really good place. But we don't know how it's going to be affected long term. But like I, a little tidbit that I found really interesting uh, was I, I looked up a little bit about Niantic. Um, you know, Niantic. Mm, yeah, I've heard of them. All right. So Niantic is the company who created uh, Pokemon Go. And so they... Also, like, help their infrastructure help create Wizards, Harry Potter's Wizards Unite. So, the way Niantic works and their Pokemon Go game is it's an augmented reality game that forces the player to go out and interact with the physical world. Your steps are counted, you're, you know, catching Pokemon based on your location. That's really fucking difficult when you can't leave your house. Who still plays Pokemon Go? Yo. It's crazy. It's this year has been their best year. Like I don't, people, I don't understand. People are playing it like crazy. But like they had to cancel their community events. So they had some in St. Louis and Philadelphia. They had to, they have these community days or like community events where like Pokemon Go players all gather and like catch special Pokemon all together and stuff like that. They canceled everything. They're refunding everything. But how does a company like that survive long term? When, like, you pretty much only have one product and your entire company revolves around that product, <laughs> allowing people to walk outside. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's hard because it's like no one could have really anticipated something this large of a scale, like, to happen. Like, at, at all. So they, they were like, oh, okay, it's becoming a trend. People like going outside. Let's get everyone to go outside and still have fun while doing it. So they made Pokemon Go, so go outside, have yeah, fun, promote, interact, meet you know, new fitness. people and stuff like that, promote fitness, promote like a healthy Physical lifestyle. Activity, yeah. And now we're stuck inside. We can't. <laughs> the game, it can't be played inside. Like it's just not meant to be yeah. played inside. Like you'll see like what? Maybe like a Starmie yeah, like, chilling anything. outside. That's it. And like what they've tried to like try to make it more playable inside is that they've offered the players 30 incense. And incense are like these little 
modules that tried to lure the Pokemon in and like increase spawn <laughs> rates from the house. Incense. Yeah, for one Pokeball, one po- Pokecoin. That was their their solution temporarily. But it's like, dude, these these companies really need to do something to to change their strategy because it's yeah. just not sustainable. If like you're getting fined and you can do prison in other countries if you leave your house if it's not considered you know you're going out groceries like bro how many times are you going jogging this is your fifth time jogging today it's like, it's like being in like middle school again and you have to have like a hall pass to go to the bathroom yeah exactly That's what it is. exactly like it, it's it's scary something i didn't talk about twitch with which i think was actually really cool like it just shows like they're flexing their their muscle right now um they're hosting an event this saturday which is the 28th at 12 p.m. something time. It doesn't matter. They're hosting it. Probably Pacific. Yeah, they're hosting it March 28th, 2020. It's called Stream Aid 2020. So they're going to have like celebrities. Um, they're going to have some music. They're going to have gaming. It's like a 12-hour stream. And the last time something like the last time a streamer did it, he was Dr. Lupo or something like that. He raised like $2 million or something like that in 12 hours. It was really cool. Hmm. So, you know, that's one of those things where, like, all right, good on you guys. Like, How are they going to get the celebrities to do it, though? I don't know. I mean, Probably they, from home. Probably. Did you see that, like, cringy tr- Twitter trend where, like, people, all the celebrities were singing Imagine by John Lennon? No. I don't do it to myself. It was. That's another thing, bro. I, now that I'm thinking about it, like, everything that it affects. So, for a lot of games where they do have celebrity people come in to, like, they incorporate them into the game for voice acting, mocap, or whatever it might be for cutscenes and stuff. Like, even large developers can't get certain celebrities, a lot of them living in, in Los Angeles, which is, I think they just got a stay-at-home order, so they can't leave their houses unless it's for something essential. So they can't even get these these high-level actors to come in, or the voice actors yeah. to come in into the studio to record because yeah. I don't think that's something that you can do at home. Yeah, I was about to say that there's, I don't know, man, there's some things that you just, you can't so like, do from home. Any game that's in development right now that requires something like that, that they didn't do beforehand, like they're screwed. I can't even think about the the games that are going to be postponed now. Yeah, like, man. It's crazy. That's insane. Um, Well, those are a few little news is that, that, you know, a few little things about how the coronavirus is affecting the gaming industry. One quick uh, little note, a lot of League events are being canceled, like Overwatch's League, uh, Call of Duty, Esports Leagues are being canceled, um, maybe Rainbow Six Siege. Rainbow Six Siege's uh, finals, both APAC and the Pro League 11 season finals are not being hosted in Brazil anymore. Yeah. I think they're canceled, period. Yeah, if you were, you know, it's still really early on to the whole situation. We don't really know. We might do an update on how it's affected it maybe two months in uh how the virus truly affected the industry but i'm gonna leave you off with one leaving you know one question before we we wrap this up um how has this virus this quarantine affected your relationship with your video games or the internet in general how's it affected me uh i've found myself trying to look for any other game that i can play that i didn't so like i'm going back to games that i've purchased and playing them to see how they end because now i don't have anything else to do fair um i'm getting a fuck ton of screen time like way more than i'm also getting very bored with the video games i'm playing me too 
Like I have to like ration them out, like split them up in between times. Thank God for Netflix. <laughs> That's the Hulu, thing. Like, like I, ha- I can't, I can't do it. I'm saying like my screen time is, is insane right now. Cause like I'm going from one screen to another, to another, like I'll stop playing games, but I'll go on to Netflix. And then Bro, Netflix. I was watching Netflix, playing a game on my phone while also texting someone <laughs> and then looking you. up something on my laptop and listening to music. All at the same time. Exactly. I needed to be overstimulated because I'm sick of being inside. Yeah. It's like my screen time is off the roof. I'm all gamed out. Just in this past like week and a half, I've put 50 hours into Siege. I've put like another 30 into Animal Crossing, which had the best release it's ever had for the series. But you also have to you also have to give a note that you like in the past like six, seven months, you haven't really been gaming. Period. Yeah, yeah. I took some time off from gaming. Like, like, you probably put you put probably seven times more time in the past like nine days. Weeks, yeah, that you than you've put in the past seven months. Yeah, because honestly, before uh, I got my PC, the only time I would get on to play video games was when I was getting on with Zach and Sam to play Siege on PS4. And even then, it was maybe once a week or once every yeah. few days for a couple hours at a time. So, yeah, this is a huge surge in my gaming habit, but I have maxed out <laughs> and there's still time. So, uh, Quarantine Boredom brought to you by Undiscovered <laughs> Undiscovered Gaming <laughs> Podcast. Um, yeah, so those were a few little uh, tidbits of information of how the coronavirus is affecting the gaming industry. Hope you guys enjoyed that. We have some more episodes coming to you from Quarantine 2020. Quarantine um, 2020. Woo! Time to be productive. Um, Yay. Hope you guys are enjoying your time at home. Stay inside. Yeah. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. You know, just have just practice good hygiene. Please stay healthy out there. You know. Yeah, exactly. Follow social so, distancing like social, protocols exactly. and stuff. Exactly. And check up on your fam. Definitely check up on your and your friends. Make sure they're they're good. And uh, yeah, that's it for for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to like the video. Check out our Instagram, Undiscovered Gaming Podcast. We'll post our live updates with new episodes and uh, some polls and stuff to see if you guys have any episode ideas for us or anything you'd like us to cover. And thank you for listening. So peace. Don't die. Peace out.